listening to the Lone Star Play podcast with your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Oh, wow. Look at that. Oh, okay, Bob. If you're going to do I it. I guess I'll just go fuck yourself. Oh, there you go. Are we, we having hair wars? Because you're winning. I mean, if we're going to just go crazy. No, I just went we know, bad we know, hair. We know, we know who's in third place. <laughs> Hold on. That's uh, that's Dave jumping in. He's going to be our Google man today. Well, Dave, Bob. here's what I know about Dave. He's manlier than either of us. <laughs> then the you don't know Dave at all. Yeah, then you don't know Dave at all, Bob. <laughs> if you have our kind of hair, you're half pussy, basically. <laughs> I mean, there you do have. A we're really like we're one part man, four parts. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Now I wish hey, Teen Wolf. Hang on a second. I'm not that hairy, <laughs> dude. Your, your hair is good, hair. dude. You think so, dude, Bob? It's getting. I'm. Looks, I, you I've look like had... you got extensions. I've never had long hair before, so I'm growing it it's, out. Dude, stay there. I'm going for it. Okay. Don't, don't switch cars. <laughs> Keep that ride. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Um, okay. You don't look, mind, if I, you don't what, mind what? if I eat during the show, do you? I just am a little peckish. <laughs> that reminds I me just, of... Uh, the first time you uh, you came to the studio there in Austin, I don't know if you remember that we did a podcast I, I out do. there, and, and you tried um, to you tried to you made some food for me and I I yeah. wouldn't eat it, dude. You wouldn't eat it. It was hilarious. I made I these like, tacos, and Bob no, was have, like, "I'm not gonna eat that." <laughs> I have like phobia of eating stuff that people make for me. I'm like, I don't know. But what's you realize there. I'm a chef. Like, that's what was funny. Like, I'm a chef and I had a place there. That's what was just, I'm just not like somebody. I feel like I'm better now. I feel like if, if it happened today, now that I know you, I would eat it. But I didn't Fair know enough. you at the time. Yeah. And I didn't know you had, what's in the, this? you had the ability to sport that kind of hair. Right. <laughs> Dude, if you'd have shown up that first day with that food and that hair, I'm eating whatever you're putting in front of me. <laughs> oh, shit. Don't tempt me. I'm a weird guy. Whoa. Um, okay. Yeah, well, that 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 was funny. Actually, I'll actually, I take now that you said that, you just <laughs> you negated all of your hair. Bob just leaves with that one thing. By the way, noted, logged, never to be forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So, uh, no. dude, I li I listened to that. I listened to your uh, a your podcast about AI art. Yeah, and think? I was like, well. First of all, ask Shoot an straight. artist. Shoot straight. Yeah. Ask an artist. That's first is, oh, like click and clack, that podcast where they talk about cars. Both those guys are master fucking car technicians. It's not like dudes who don't know shit about fucking cars. Hey, let's talk about fucking fixing <laughs> these people's cars. And we don't know shit about cars. I was like, what am I listening to? I know I told you guys it was good. It should be called the blind leading the blind, but Jesus Christ, <gasps> have an artist on there. Oh. Anyways, here's the thing with AI. It's like anything else. It's a tool. It's a new tool that you can use if you're an artist to like, I don't know, use it for whatever artists use it for. You know, like oil paint is a tool. Photoshop's a tool. You know, like when Photoshop came out, people were like, oh, that's it. So game over. People are just going to make whatever they want at home. They don't need to use 
commercial artists or graphic artists anymore because they can just do it themselves. No, you can do it yourself if you're an artist. If you're not an artist, it doesn't matter. Like I, I turn people down to AI all the time and they're like, yeah, I tried it. Didn't I couldn't get any good results. I'm like, I know, dude. Because <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> no, it doesn't suck. It's really I love you. it. I, I love AI art. In fact, I have a show tonight. I have an art opening at, at Yard Dog. And literally what I did was once I got an AI, I'm very obsessive compulsive. So I, I literally created thousands of images on, on the different AI platforms and then took those and used that to construct these art pieces and then made paintings of them. And uh, of course, immediately after I did that, I was like, oh, I'm bored already of making paintings. I'm like, I'm not, why am I making paintings? Why am I actually taking the time to paint something when I could just print it out? So I'm well, already like, like oh, I'm already overpainting, but in terms of using AI uh, just as a tool, yeah, I think it's um, it's incredible. It'd be like people talking about like computers going, yeah, computers are going to ruin what you know. I don't know what they're going to ruin. <laughs> it's Life. a tool. It's a, it's an, it's another tool. Typewriters. I mean, what's that? Typewriters. Typewriters. Typewriters, he said. Well, like ChatGPT. I'm sure you guys have checked out ChatGPT, right? Um, it's the, I, it's the I AI for like for writing and stuff. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it, but I haven't used it. Like, I was like, oh, what? I, so I went and checked it out. I'm like, hey, write a song like Paul Simon about daffodils and duck dicks. And it'll do that. And it's terrible. It's not a good, it's not a good song. <laughs> I mean, it could have been the suggestion that you threw at. I don't know if that. No, had I'm just making. I'm making it. up that suggestion, I but know, I'm saying. It, but it, here's what it was good for. Like I just put out this poetry book, and I was like, I need a blurb for the back. So I was like, uh, write a blurb, two hundred words about a group of people that take a prompt every week, write a poem, and then at the end of the year, we collect the best poems and put them together in a book. Dude, that turned out incredible because it can ride like boring ass bullshit like that, you know? But in terms of like being creative or like, that's the thing that AI doesn't have. It doesn't have taste. It doesn't have aesthetic. So you need human beings for that. Like, I mean, maybe eventually they'll figure that out too. I don't know. But right now we're the only beings that have that. I'm, you know, hey, that sounds exactly like what I said. Yeah, I didn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he turned it on and said, "AI art." He's like, "Yeah, I'm out." These idiots. I mean, I listened about five minutes. Maybe, maybe once you got into the meat of it, it got better. I don't know. Yeah, that's basically what we said. That's what I said anyway. Oh, okay, All right. but you know, so it's like funny. Great months. I interviewed an artist the very next day. Uh, maybe you've heard of her, Bob Don Okoro. O k o r o. She's from Nigeria, based out of Austin. There, um, we we had the same conversation, and she was equal she had your answer basically the same thing she's like oh, i'm not scared of it it's just another tool i'll use it people use it that's yeah. it yeah i don't care you know so then do you think there are artists that are worried about it or is that just another talking point for people to talk about and argue about uh i don't know i don't care <laughs> that's the problem yeah I, I mean there i mean i could try to imagine what other people might be thinking or might be scared of but ultimately i don't know and so yeah. it definitely goes into that don't give a fuck category 
Sure. Artists are always bitching about something, right? Come on. That's just life. We, we all got to bitch about something. Not even artists, just anybody. Yeah. Anything new, right? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Hey, AI art, do what you will with it. That, that's really the answer. Um, I like that. By the way, I love the podcast. By the way, it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend people listen to it. <laughs> Check it out. If you haven't already checked it out, check it out. I, <laughs> I sent it to a lot of people. Um, everyone had a different reaction, um, for sure. Um, well, yeah. you're, you're, I think you're great at, you're, you're great at this. You're good at, at podcasting. So it was interesting. But the thing I found the most interesting about it was, again, what I said earlier. It's like, <laughs> Yes, that's of kind of the point is, is it's just two regular guys talking about these things because, look, I'm a regular guy who hangs out with regular guys, and that's what regular people just talk about. We talk about things that we're not experts on. Absolutely. Yeah. Just armchairing it, uh, you know, hitting it from that. And really, all of our podcasts on that particular podcast are just questions. You know, sure. what message would you give to your 18-year-old self? What message would you leave to humanity last? I think the next one we have is what worries you most about America? Um, right. You know, what is a man? Like we just ask these questions and go forward and, <laughs> and don't have the answers. <laughs> yes, That's the part I like. Yeah. It's like, hey, do, do you want to ask the questions we've been asking and then also not come up with any conclusions? If that's the case, this is your podcast. <laughs> the, I'm just saying there are other podcasts where they actually, <laughs> you actually do learn something. Yeah. Oh, oh my god and then you don't have the answers i'm clipping that bob oh yeah. god oh my god i think dave even defended nazis on there that's how bad it got whoa um, oh my god really yeah that's you and dave. kanye dave that's what i said <laughs> dave's like but wait let me explain as i cut him off you don't need to what was it? What, what was I'm always I'm always interested in somebody digging a hole that deep. <laughs> it's like, at the end I want to look down there and see. I want to look down there and see what's going on. How'd you get all the way down in the bottom of that hole? We were talking about evil and how like evil is always just going to be a part of life. And he was like, you know, the Nazis and like that's going to happen. You just have to accept it, you know. And I was like, Dave, let, let me jump in here before you get canceled. Uh, protect you a little bit. Um, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it is. It is. Evil is weird, isn't it? Like, I don't I mean, yeah. I don't believe in like the devil or anything, but it is crazy how like some people are just born to create chaos and so like uh, just make the world worse. Like it's such a strange alien sort of thing to even think about. Like. I, like that would be the least thing I would want to like I only want to make I really just want to entertain people I want I mean I want people to love me but I want to make the world better I don't the idea of making people like harming people or hurting people like it's such a weird concept and luckily I think most human beings don't have that like I think it's rare that people right. have that sort of like Oh, I'm going to get off by watching this house burn down with people in it or something. That's such a rare thing. I think most I people want to go in and rescue people and get them out of the house. Absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of evil 
not all of it, because I think there's just people born psychotic with something right. wrong in the brain. But right. some people just born out of fear of something. They they lash out in an evil way or, you know, when you break it down, some sort of insecurity in them. Um, it can be passed down from the way you're raised. And um, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. Your culture maybe could have a part of it. I don't know. Well, you need, I mean, you need, like with the Nazis, you needed, like, there just needed to be a few, like, super evil people and then you can you can kind of like lead people like I think most the majority of people are don't have the ability to critically analyze information. I, yeah. I would say the majority of people, maybe it's 70 percent, maybe it's 80 percent. People will just whatever information you hand them, if it looks legit, like, oh, it's in a book. Oh, I saw it on TV. Oh, I heard it from a person who I trust. They're not going to critically analyze it. They're just going to say, oh, this is the truth. That's you know, like religion or just whatever the culture is that they're in or whatever the government is that they're in. They're just like, well, that's what the government says. So that's the way it is. And they don't question it. And then a, a very small group of people can critically analyze things and go, oh yeah, this doesn't, doesn't really add up. And so you get a few evil people and they really can, you know, steer a bunch of people down a really dark path. But the opposite is true too. You know, you can go the other way, you know, somebody. Who's, yeah. I agree with that. You know, like Bono. Yeah. Yeah. Like Bono. Dude, I don't He's, think anybody's as fucking amazing. I just listened to Dude, I just listened to I an interview Bono. with Bono. I've never really heard him interviewed. He's, I think, my new favorite person on the earth. That guy's so he, incredible. Yeah. He is incredible. He actually, I mean, not that I've seen a bunch of super great live performances uh, on TV or whatever. I just don't watch that kind of stuff. But he sang one time a live performance with you two, like real, like cut back, very acoustic and whatever at some award show. I mean, it was like 20 years ago. I'll never forget it. I don't even know what song. It was. I just remember thinking, what in the goddamn fuck this guy can sing? Like, holy shit. Um, I don't know what it was. I mean, he's just amazing. And yeah, and what he does as a person, right? Um, trying to change the world, do, you know, make it better. Yeah, just be of service it. and help out. Yeah. So I just, I feel like there's people like that, like Prince, him, maybe Bruce Springsteen, maybe Bowie. There's just these people that come along that, maybe not Bowie. I'm not going to actually include Bowie. I'm going to take him out of this example. <laughs> But there's people that just they just seem like they've like they've been around, like they've done this life a lot of times. Oh, like maybe they maybe Bono's been Bono like a thousand times or a hundred thousand times and he's just got it down. That's whereas crazy. I feel like this is the first time I've been doing this. And I, I learn a lot, like all the time. I've learned so much. You know, I'm in my late 30s, so yeah. I had a chance to learn shit. When I say late 30s, I mean the parking lot is there's no car. There's no cars in the parking lot. The sun came up, and are it's fun. the days. People are at work. Yeah, people are at work. I mean, I'm talking late, late thirties. Anyways, but I see people like that. I'm like, oh, these people are cheating. They're like coming back and doing the same life over and over again and getting really good at it. Like Prince is just too good at playing guitar and piano. Oh yeah, to be 100%. just the first time doing that remember that super bowl performance he did with the it's like greatest the performance that went up I greatest, agree. Performance greatest performance of all time 
Me too, I agree. That shadow like he was, of him he, playing the guitar. I mean, what in the fuck? Dude, he was That's... playing and it was fucking raining and the yeah, rain was raining. were falling totally. around him. They weren't yeah. catching him. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, you know, when you play a video game, when you play it like thousands of times and then you get mm. on there and you're just killing it. And like, then my son who plays like, all he does is play video games. And then I was like, hey, you want to play Madden? I'm like, sure, I'll try it. And I get up there and play for the first time. And he's just fucking killing it. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and you know what I mean? That's what I feel like with my life. I feel like, oh, I'm doing it the first time. Bono, Prince, motherfuckers like this are doing it. They've so practiced it so hard. And I'm like, how am I supposed to compete with that? That's so, what a great way to put that. I've, I've thought that about a lot of people. Like I see them at a young age and they're just so well put together and so well thought. Right. I just think, how the fuck? When I was that age, I was literally sticking my finger in my ass. Like, what? How is this kid, like, or guy, or woman, or what? How are they so far mentally ahead? Like, it, you're right. It kind of seems like they've done this. Yeah, they're just stepping you, back into it. Right. Like, if you came back again, your hair would be on point the way it is now. <laughs> Fifteen years ago. Yeah. Not Fifteen years ago, you'd before. be showing up with that hair, and you'd be like acting nonchalant about it and people are like what the fuck dude that hair is amazing you'd be like no oh, don't even worry about it i just woke <laughs> up and it was like this you know what i mean but you know because you'd already gone through like this whole life where you had the sketchy hair and then it was only towards the end of your life now yep. where you had the good hair at the very last few moments of your life i mean i don't know much longer you have to live but it can't be that long can it I mean, I, you're know, old. How old are you now? Gosh, how old am I now? I'm 43. Holy shit. Oh, shit. You're younger than me. That's getting up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm older than you. Late 30s. Well, when I say late 30s, I mean, I'm definitely older than 43. You meant late 30s in your pants. I don't know what that means. No, no. Late. I mean, <laughs> I don't stick to single digits when it comes to 30s. Uh, yeah. you know people 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 stop at 39 yeah. i go 14s i go into the 20s even <laughs> i thought my mom was 29 for like six years growing up oh, she wow. told everybody that and i didn't realize till i got a little you know a little older wait my how, how are you not getting older how, this, how old were you eating? how old was your mom when you were born she was 29 oh okay my mom was like 23 i think yeah, 29 or 30. Yeah. How about this? I was a mistake. I was a mistake. I wasn't supposed to happen. How about those people whose whose mom were like 13 or 12 when they were born? Totally. That's gotta be insane. That's, that's straight up Gilmore girls. That's like <laughs> that's straight up like 1757. I mean, um, yeah. That that definitely that was, has the, to be strange. that was the year 1757 when that shit was going down. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh. Wow, weird fact. No, uh, yeah. Yeah. I like the way I liked how specific it was, though. <laughs> That's me. That's comedy, right? Aren't you supposed to be specific in comedy? I, not that I know anything about comedy. I don't comedy, know. But, Do you study uh, comedy? Um, I mean, I watch funny movies. Is that the same? <laughs> no, no, I think you should definitely talk. I should should definitely be one of your one of your topics on your podcast for sure. What comedy is. <laughs> Listen to us talk about comedy for two hours. 
And then at the end, you won't know anything more than you did when you started. So our key, our goal is to make you dumber when you finish our podcast. You, you, or you know feel what I mean? smart. Like I felt so much smarter after I listened to that <laughs> podcast, not because I learned anything, just because I felt like, oh, I know more than these guys. Like, hey, I've been doing this longer than them. I'm on like... like yeah, I'm normally when I listen to like, yeah, when I listen to like stuff you should know, I'm like, oh, I guess I don't know that much. But with you guys, I'm like the opposite. Well, I'm, I'm a like, fucking Whoa. genius. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Feeling Einstein. It. I led a different life I should have led. Why, you know, oh my God. You guys yes, are that, doing a, an incredible listen, service. Listen, you're making what, people what, feel good. That's yeah, really what that's you're doing. The, that's the point. It's that's great. the point man absolutely see we're doing our part to leave the world a better place make you people are. feel better than they are um no yeah. i will say that you that you definitely are see i think that, that's got to make you feel good right you're not just it's not about money i mean yeah you're gonna make some money you're gonna you know you have to pay the bills sure but ultimately at the end of the day your real intention is to have people enjoy themselves during maybe this little brief period of time. So you're, that's got to make you feel good. Like when you're, your brain's doing the computations at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, how did I spend today? You know, I spent my day really trying to do my best to make people enjoy their day. That's, yep. you can't complain. You know what I mean? That's a Absolutely. great, you're doing a good thing. Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the same thing about, right? Anyone who's doing music, especially like yourself, uh, of course. I wouldn't man. say uh, anyone. Yes. There's some people well, that are definitely fucking, uh, definitely punishing people with their fucking art. No it, doubt. It, it's like if I would have continued with music, it would be punishment for people. Literally. How long did you play music for? Dude, just a hot minute. I mean, um, what was your band? Where? How many bands were you in? Um, I mean, three. Well, I want to hear their names. <laughs> the Killer Rabbits. James K. Polk implosion in passing June. Is that a reference to pooping? <laughs> no. But the other two, I was in high school. You know, they weren't real bands. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted yeah. to do I wanted to do funny music. So I wrote like, you know, midgets make good cowboys and Ewok love song and like just weird shit, you know. Just all cancels, cancel culture yes, all fodder. Cancel. Nice. Just late nineties. It was different. You know, you, you could, uh, it was, it was different. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not a real, I don't musician. even think, I'm uh, not sure if you could say midgets even in the nineties. Um, it's a good, that's a good point. I don't know. I'm not I sure. Know. I didn't care. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I'm yeah. Of course there that. is. A, yeah. There's a time when you don't care. I just, yeah, it didn't, um, uh, it didn't matter. No, I'm, I'm the last person to play music. I realized it, um, pretty quickly on that this is not for me i'm just not good at it um, i enjoy it so now i just play music for myself i just sit down and that's how that's why i don't listen to music because when i want music i just sit down and tinker around and get it out of my system for 10 15 minutes and move on no problem you know? yeah i have this weird thing where i've always thought i'm i always thought i was great at music and like i listen to the stuff that i did when you i was are. a teenager well, I'm telling you, I listened to stuff that I did when I was a teenager. It was terrible. <laughs> I, you know, and then and then I was I in a bunch know. of I was in a bunch of bands in the in my 20s, and most of that music is terrible. Now there was a few little things in there that were okay, and then once I got in my 30s and started doing solo stuff, 
I started to write a few good songs here and there. But again, most of it was pretty terrible. And if you look at my, you know, I've written 2,500 songs at this point. 2,000 of them are terrible songs. But the whole time I thought I was so great. And I was like, what is wrong with these critics? They have their heads so far up their ass. But if I went back there now, I'd be like, why didn't anybody tell me, hey, write better songs, motherfucker. And now, as I always have my entire life, I think I'm writing the great songs. I'm a great songwriter. I'm so good at what I do. And I guarantee you, I'll look back in 10 years and go, yeah, most of that was not that great either. So it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Like if you're an artist, you have to have that idea that you're great. And if you don't have that idea, if any part of you thinks I'm just not very good at this, you'll just stop doing it. Even though you and me, when we were, when you were doing music, I was probably identically as good as you were when you were playing music. I just thought I was great at it. And you had something in you that said, I don't think I'm good at this. And so you stopped doing it. Well, a lot of people. I think told that's just the difference. What's that? <laughs> a Dude, people. a lot of people told me. A lot of <laughs> a lot of people told me I sucked, and I was like, "Oh, they're f- stupid." And yeah. then, like, the, but I could always find like one or two. My mom, some chick, you know, my yeah. girlfriend. I could always find somebody to tell me, "Oh, you're great," and I, dude, I ate it up. That's that's funny you say that. Um, I just hung out with a friend I hadn't seen in like five years this past week who I played music with, with Eric Jarvis. Eric uh, Jarvis, who you know, he he produced like a f- some songs for me over the last, you know, f- whatever, five to seven years, just as fun because Eric and I played a lot. And right. Eric was telling me like, no, dude, you, you write like really good songs. Like these are really good songs, man. Like why why don't you want to write it? I'm like, dude, I don't just don't think they're good songs. You know, I don't like, I don't know. I just think I'm not good at this. So I don't do it. He's like, man, this is just the crazy, you're the craziest. Um, and I think, well, maybe if someone else sang them, you know, someone else took the songs and did something with them. He's like, no, you got a good voice. I was like, I don't have a good voice. I don't. And I think that is a lot to do with, it. I just don't believe in myself that way, you know, but to be honest, I don't get a lot of pleasure out of it, man. You know, so yeah. I don't really want to do it that much, uh, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you don't, I mean, I would. I don't know why anybody would do any. I don't know why anybody does anything in their life that if it doesn't make them happy. Exactly. Like when exactly. I see people working jobs that they hate their whole lives and they're just doing it for a paycheck, I'm like, dude, you do understand that every day that you're doing that, you've lost that day. Yes. And you never get it back. And at the end of the day, all you've got is money, but you've wasted all that time not enjoying yourself. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I have the greatest job in the world, so maybe I'm being obtuse or something. Is that even a word? I, I just tried to throw it in to see if it would don't, work. Hey, don't ask us, Bob. The- <laughs> I, I had a feeling I could have probably gotten away with it, but then I was like, I don't even think this works. Bob sound, I'm like, Bob sounds smart. You, you know, they've got these equations above my head, like, ooh, obtuse. Yeah. Obtuse. That was three symbols. Fucking obtuse. Holy shit. That is my good. I threw it in there, but as soon as I did, I was like, I don't even think that's the right word for what I'm trying to say. This will get past these guys. They won't know. (laughs) Anyways, uh, I mean, it's easy for me to say because I have a great job. But, I mean, uh, there were years where I had no money. Like, I mean, 
there were years where like i mean there were days where i would just drink flour water all i had was flour like general purpose flour and tap water and i would mix that into a drink and try to drink that to like just to get through a day i remember one time i had three days where i just subsisted off some golden's mustard that i had in my fridge that's all i had i had no money and I, I didn't even have a dime because if i had 11 cents i could go buy some ramen i didn't have that so i mean there are some sacrifices you might have to make to do the yeah. thing that you love and that people maybe don't want to make those sacrifices they're like well i'd rather have a job and not have roaches and drink flower water for a year so I get it, you know, you got, you know, sometimes you got to make sacrifices, but at the end of the day, you got to enjoy what you're doing, right? I I mean, that's how I live my life. I always have money is not, you know, Dave's I've known Dave since high school. He he knows me. I, money is I've never made a choice about money ever. Yeah. That's literally the last thing I think about. It's experience and time is what is most important to me is time. T-I-M-E. I can't get it back. That's yeah. all I think about. And I try to make sure that that yeah that i don't lose that um yeah absolutely i i couldn't agree more um, i mean look when i started podcasting everyone around me told me to not do it you're wasting your time patrick what do you why you're gonna ruin boca that's what they told me the food trail like, you're gonna ruin boca. you're saying these things out you're gonna get canceled they're gonna you know you're gonna lose everything this is stupid what are you doing so i love it this is what i love to do i don't care i i will make it happen I'm a hustler. Like I will make this my job. And I have, um, you just don't give up, you know? And I've had this conversation with lots of people who want to start a podcast. It's like, dude, you don't need to be good at it. Like, look at me, the per you know, <laughs> like just go for it. If you believe in it, you know, believe in yourself and you want to do it, you, you can make it happen. Um, it's just like you said, you got to sacrifice, don't give up and just keep going at it. Um, I, I don't know. You can basically manifest it in a lot of ways. Um, you yeah. Know, think about I mean, it. Right? Who doesn't accomplish things that you have to go for it first? How, how else are you going? You know, it's not just going to show up on your doorstep. You, you have to go for it. Everything in the world is just somebody deciding they could do something and then doing it. Exactly. It's everything. Exactly. Every building that you see is some dude just going, oh, I can learn how to be an architect. I can start my own company. I can, I have the skills to build a giant building and then one day they've built a giant building and they're just a little kid inside that architect. There's just a little five-year-old kid going, look what I made yep. with my little point. Yep. pen and pad. I actually have a theory, Bob, that I think the best people like for anything ha haven't actually done it because they never went for it so like the best guitarist never actually picked up the guitar the best pianist never started playing the piano the best this the best that you know because it's really just a again it starts with going to do it first so i i obviously I have no data for that i can't prove that but um i i really feel that way uh, <laughs> and that's how i base a lot of things no data i just um you know <laughs> Yeah, I get that. I understand that. <laughs> Here's the theory. There's nothing to substantiate it. But it does sound like I'm like, as soon as you started saying it, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. like, I think I would be a great filmmaker. Like, I do believe 
Oh, I believe but if that. I, if I made a film, it would be great. I don't think I'm ever going to make a film because it's so much work. It's so easy to write a three minute song. It's so hard to write a fucking hour and a half movie and then get an entire crew together, learn how to fucking use a goddamn camera, how to fucking, what lens, what a fucking, what's an aperture? What is any of it? What's a grip? Who gives a fuck, dude? Like, grip we this, yeah. Grip this motherfucker. Like, it's like flying a plane. Like, who does yeah. that? What maniac gets behind the fucking wheel of a goddamn airplane and decides they're going to take these people through the skies like a bird? <laughs> that sounds like some impossible shit, doesn't it? Oh, my God. I've never heard that. How about that motherfucker uh, that climbed El Capitan? Oh, yeah. Alex Honnold. Or anybody, sure. anybody that's like, I'm going to climb up the side of this fucking cliff. Yeah. What the fuck is it? You know what that is? I'll tell you exactly what that is. That's a dude who can't feel anything. Correct. That's a dude whose dick is so numb. He has to take a fucking nail and hammer it into a fucking board to feel anything from that big ass dick that they've got. <laughs> <laughs> it has no feelings. My dick is very sensitive. Like, don't use your teeth. <laughs> use the lightest, the lightest, most lubricated lips available to do anything with it. That I'm sensitive oh. is what I'm saying. Oh gosh, yes. So well, that's why you're an artist. I mean, I can sit here at this podcast and you could just say one word, like you could say a word and just hearing the one word, all of a sudden I've created nightmare scenarios in my head immediately, like giant mushrooming stories of death and destruction that I'm scared to death in a matter of microseconds. And these guys, they can't feel anything. They have to climb the side of the thing just to feel what somebody might th feel if somebody slammed on their brakes in front of them, you know, yeah, on I-35. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. And they kind of talk about that, right? They kind of admit it too. Um, like, dude, I just, I, I need more to feel something. Yeah. I kind of feel sorry for them um, in a way like you got to put your whole life on the line to feel something in this life um, because free climbers don't make it right. They don't live that. No, they long. all die. They all, yeah. they're all dead. They, I mean, yeah, because you're, it's fucking crazy what they do. I mean, I wouldn't, I get scared on a ladder. I can't yeah. fuck that. Yes. Absolutely. No, dude, I have a one story building in my backyard and I put a ladder up to get some, tree shit off the top of the building and i got up there and i was like stuck basically because I, <laughs> I got i got up on the on the roof and cleared the ship but then when it was time to get back on the ladder dude <laughs> i was fucking i was like i'm fucked now You're like i guess i'm living up here now yeah this is, this is where get my mail you know, get the mail coming get the fucking you know? fire truck down here <laughs> yeah. And have a guy hug me like a 
koala bear yeah that felt manly didn't it like we got you Bob. don't worry about get it me off. yeah if a fireman came up there i'd be fine but dude it was <laughs> rough on my own like getting back on that ladder was so much and it was but you did it feel, right I, you did it i mean i did i never went back up there again yeah <laughs> there could be a dead body up there now i wouldn't go up there i'm just it. like fuck it whatever's it. up there is up there for now well forever. i think everyone faces different fears in their own way so you know because i may face fears that other people may not like a guy that skydives it's oh man he look at him facing his fears yeah but there's there might be some other fears he's never willing to face whereas someone else right it we're all just built a little different and you know we all face our own fears, whatever they may be. Like you face the fear of going on a stage and writing song, putting yourself out there. There's, I mean, people could never, ever, ever in their life think to do that. Even if they were good at it, there's no way they could put, make themselves that vulnerable and put themselves out there like that, like you do. Do you know what, do you know why people have stage fright, by the way? I don't know. What do you think? Rejection? Be no, because back in the day, if you got in front of a group of people, like in Roman times, if you were standing in front of a group of people, you were basically defending your life. So you had to go, like the only time you would find yourself in front of a group of people would be like, cause you were like accused of something and then you had to fucking figure it out oh, or they were gonna like draw and quarter you or torture you to death or whatever. So people have this fear from, from that olden times that if they get in front of people, they're gonna be murdered and tortured. Fucking I thought that was pretty man. interesting. I never heard that. Absolutely. That makes sense. I mean, that makes total sense. Um, so I guess you're like, fuck it. Let's go for it. Right? I No, care. that's not true. I mean, I've, I've done it my whole life. Like my dad was a performer. So he got me on stage when I was like four or five, but I was always really scared of it. And even now, if I'm doing something new, like if I had to get on stage and do like stand up, oh my God, dude, I would be like terrified because I'd never done, I've never done that before. Sure. So anything yeah. new when I'm on stage, it would be terrifying. I've done open mic a few times and it's, uh, it's the most terrifying thing I've ever done. In fact, it's so terrifying that I don't remember my performances. Like, right. I you just black out. out. I blacked out and I did it. I just did it. And have I you gone down and done that? Kill, have you done the kill Tony thing where you have like a minute to be funny? Oh, no, I would never do that. Um, I, Tony Hinchcliffe and I were going to do a show there in Austin for a minute. Um, no, I would never do that. No, no way. It seems no, no. so impossible to be funny that quickly. Correct. I, yeah, exactly. I, I don't consider myself funny. I may say a funny thing or people laugh at me, but I'm not like, th those are professionals. Like, they know what they're doing. They, they have setups. They write these things. You know, I respect that, you know um so no there's no way in hell i would ever uh, do that no way never it's such that. a hard thing to do the my my drummer in my band is one of the funniest guys well he's not my drummer before the pandemic he was the drummer in my band he's since moved to wisconsin but wayne salsman i don't know if you know who that is but mm -hmm. easily the funniest guy i've ever known just can come up with a funny response to anything and yeah. so I give him a challenge every week at Saxon Pub. I'm like, do one minute of stand-up comedy and I'll we'll call it the hot minute with Wayne Salsman. We'll do it every Monday. And then at the end of the year, you'll have 
50 minutes of stand-up. Dude. And he took the challenge and he did it. And I'm telling you, he kind of came up with a joke every week, but it takes time to set up a joke and have yeah. it be funny. And sometimes it was sort of funny and sometimes it wasn't funny. And sometimes it was really funny. And he's the funniest guy I've ever met. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. Yes. It's they, just they work, they work on that stuff. I mean, when you see a special, it's spliced together from multiple performances, right? Like there's a reason for that. Like comedy well, is diff- hard. Right. The difference is it's the same as song. It's exactly the same as songwriting. Like I if I got up on stage and started writing songs in front of people, yeah, it would suck. Totally imagine it would that. Not, it would not be good. I mean, every so once in a while, every yeah. once in a while I'd come up with something like sure. that would rhyme and people like, oh, yeah. he rhymed. Correct. But that doesn't make a good song. You have to sit down, write a song, and that's three minutes. And it takes hours and hours to write that three minutes. Then you've got to get on stage and find out, is this song even any good? Yeah. And then you realize it's not that good. And you got to write tons and tons of songs till you finally get some good songs. And even then, you can get away with so much bullshit as a songwriter. You can't get away with dick when you're doing comedy. They're either laughing or they're not. Yeah. You're all alone. There's no backing band. There's no like instrument. Nothing, there's no, dude. there's if nothing, dude. You tell a joke and nobody's laughing. You're fucked. Absolutely. That's why I was so terrified to do like the open mics because of that reason. It's like, this is it. You're all alone. You're, you know, fuck, man. Yeah, it's devastating, to be honest with you. I don't think I couldn't even do it again, um, to be honest. I, I just you have PTSD it. from it. Yeah, I do. And though, even though people liked it, they laughed. They told me, hey, come with us to the next comedy thing. Like the guys that ran it, dude, we, you know, great. St- let's go to the night. And I was like, no, I'm going home. Done, guys. Wow. I'm out. This is not for me. I almost had a heart attack up there. I don't even remember it. I blacked out and I'm not even drunk. This is that's not good for me. I want to enjoy what I'm doing. I'll leave it to y'all. I just did it as sort of like, let me just see what this is all about, because that's just the kind of person I am. I'll just go try shit. I don't don't give a fuck. Uh, But past that point, I'm not going to make a career out of it. Um, You know, I've never I've never done it. I had I had one time do it in your shows, though. You do. No, it's because it's again, it's different because I I have the opportunity to happen to be funny on stage. Um, and if I do that, that's great. And if I'm not, I just go into a song and hey, I'm not here to make you guys laugh. I'm here to sing my songs. So you can't get mad at hold me. Hold that against you. Making, yeah. Yeah, you can't hold yeah. it against me because I'm just up here <laughs> singing. So it's a completely different thing. Uh that makes sense. And you are naturally funny. It just it just comes out. It's almost in your awkwardness to be funny. That comes out as funny. And that's, well, that's maybe on purpose yeah. or not. I don't know. Well, the other thing that happens when you're on stage, like I'm scared. I'm scared yeah. to death on stage that I'm going to fail. I'm not going to be entertaining. And because of that heightened fear, I'll say some funny shit on stage that I wouldn't say in normal life. Cause I just, I don't have that fear of not being funny in real life. You I have to have that fear to come up with stuff. I think it makes you better. I think losing, right, like having that conflict kind of helps you a little bit um, perform, right? A little bit of anxiety, a little bit of that. I don't know. Help me I mean, with cooking. No. Just cook. Do you get scared when you're cooking? 
Fuck yeah. Really? Of course. Absolutely. It's a lot of pressure, man. What are you scared of? Well, like I worked in a lot of like what we call like high end fine dining where like everything mattered to like the T and every table is a fucking celebrity or their VIP and like there's just so much pressure on you to like not fuck up these ingredients and or you got to start over or you know and there's just a lot of pressure and um yeah I I would get anxiety about it everyone does I mean talk to any chef they burn out I burned out I don't do it anymore um it's a big thing in the industry um yeah, it makes you nerd, but it also made me better because I always said, give me the best, you know, hey, this person did, I'll take it. I want to do it. I'll, you know, you know, bottom of the ninth bases loaded. I'm like, give me the fucking bat. That's my attitude in life. Like, I want to go up in the, you know, 11th hour and go for it. I'm not saying I'm not anxious or worried about it, um, but I want to do it. You know, but yeah, I'm still a little anxious and nervous, but I think it makes me better because it just makes me focus and makes me care. So I don't fuck it up. So just really yeah, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It just really centers your focus instead of, you know, thinking about this other shit or you can't cook like that. It's not, it's not going to work. You've got to focus. So that helps me focus. So well, that goes back to that thing about that I was talking about where like you have to have this idea that you're really good to excel. So you have that about cooking. You're like, Oh, I'm really good at this. Like I'm yeah. as good as anybody that's ever done it. Oh, you want me to prove it? No problem. Give me exactly. the, give me yep. Brad Pitt's table and I will fucking deliver some food to this motherfucker. Yes. And whoever flavor of the week he's bringing down <laughs> the fucking cool down from Angelina Jolie and her fucking hot ass. Dude, how hot was Angelina Jolie when she first came out? Good God, dude. Oh, yeah. That face and those lips. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I was like, how is she with Billy Bob Thornton? Fucking Sling Blade? What? He had, he was in shape, though. He was in good shape and he was kind of funny. I think it was just his personality, right? Like, he's just a cool dude. Um, I'm not saying he wasn't a cool dude. I just found that an odd mix at the time. Um, Granted, he was nothing like his character in Sling Blade or even look like, you know, so, um, yeah. Well, she was, she was hot. No, she was, she was hot, dude, for, for sure. Is she dating uh, anybody now? Oh, I, Angelina Jolie. Oh, it's I fuck. kind of hard I, I to go. How, who, do you, who are you going to date after Brad Pitt? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I absolutely. mean, and she's like got to be pushing. She's getting up there, too. Well, when you got like 12 kids, that's going to be tough for her to find, you know, yeah. find a partner the willing time. to come in and well, the time and just a partner that's like, yeah, I'm, I want to be a teacher. Are you married? Parent. I'm married. Well, with divorced, kids? but divorced, but with back with my woman. Do you have kids? Sense. No, no, no kids. No. So you're divorced but back in with the woman that you divorced. Yes. How long ago did you guys get divorced? Um, eight years ago. Eight years ago. Yeah. And then how long were you married before you got divorced? Three years. And why'd you get a divorce? Boca, the food truck, like my father passed away. That was just a lot of like, pain and i didn't handle it well and she wanted out 
and she got out deservedly so i was in a dark and then how long were you guys apart before you got like a year like a year and then we got back and we've been together ever since dude that's like you never hear of anybody breaking up and then getting back together and having it work they always get back together and then they always break up again oh i'll be with her till the rest of my life man she's the most wonderful person and Oh, she, awesome. she, you know, yeah, you know, it's funny. I don't have a word for it because people ask, like, well, what do you call that person that's your ex-wife that you're still with? <laughs> There's no word for that. I and you guys don't want to get remarried? Now, we basically got married for papers, right? She's from Spain. I We got married twice. I, um, I got married in Spain so I could get papers, you know, over there to live. And then when she, we moved to the States, we got married here so she could get papers, you know? So oh, that's what I thought. On I'm us. actually working for the government and you're under arrest. So this yeah. whole thing has actually been just a, <laughs> I only did the podcast to, to have you say that on air. And now that you have, uh, you are under arrest. And, immigration. Uh, my oh, job shit. is done. I said I was a singer, but I'm actually working for immigration. And uh, I have been this entire time for 30 years. The, all the songwriting has just been a facade. <laughs> And it's worked wonderfully because you fell for it. You fucking Donnie Brasco'd me. I Donnie oh fucking Brasco'd you, dude. So I'm sorry, but you will be going to jail. That's uh, funny. They do do that in the interview. Why are you guys together? Is this real? Is this going? What's going on? The fucking interrogation. Who's they? Dude. Who's that person? That person can't be having a good life. Whoever's no. doing that interrogation. You know how they get it? They put immigrants in there. So they have an immigrant interrogate you about being an immigrant. It's like and the it's, Jews when they were, let's get back to the Nazis. It's like the Jews who like cleaned up the, the dead bodies in the shower stalls. Like, oh, you want to live? Then this is your job. Do this. And, yes. And then, and those, by the way, those are the people that have escaped the Holocaust. And I mean, they can't feel good about it. I mean, that's just so fucking terrible, but you know, we're human it's a beings. Choice. We, we will what do, do, do whatever we can to survive. Yeah. I mean, that's I don't one blame. Thing. I'm not that type of person. That. I'm not. A, I'm not a survivor. That. I'm not a fighter or a survivor. If the shit goes down, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not fighting for shit, dude. If there's a Holocaust situation, You're you'll out. just come over here and like, where's Bob? And I'll be dead by my own <laughs> hand in my house. I'm not going through shit. I'm not going wet water. Oh, we can't find water. All the water's contaminated. Pow, pow, I'm done. I'm not a fighter or a survivor of any kind. Oh, God. So in like, the, in, oh wait, we found water. Concert, Bob, where's in, Bob? In, oh, in the concentration man. camp, they'd be like, oh, do you want to clean up the dead bodies? You want to go in the shower? I'm like, I'm taking a shower, motherfucker. Oh, God. I'm taking a, my final shower with these hot naked ladies. And then, and then like, out. sorry, dude, it's going to be all dudes in one shower and all the ladies <laughs> yes. in the other shower. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll have my last shower with these well-hung Jews. See a dicks here. See um, a circumcised, <laughs> well-cut, well-trimmed gentleman. Dude, that's the one thing about oh, the shower God. stalls, dude. A lot of good-looking dicks in there because they're cut. They're cut and tight the way a dick should be. Dude, that's the one thing about porn. If I get into a porn, like you see that Eastern European porn where those guys got that fucking, that foreskin that never leaves the tip. I'm out, dude. Click. Dude, that foreskin's got to get off the head of that dick. Otherwise, 
I am out. I'm like, bye bye. I like how you're watching porn for the dicks. This is hilarious. I mean, I need dicks in my porn. Don't get me wrong. If it's just dicks, I'm out. But there needs to be a real dick. And they have the porns where they have the fake dicks. I'm like, I'm not watching that. Oh, God. I could watch my mom do that on a Zoom call. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm definitely, you know what I mean? I need, I need some real interaction, some human interaction. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think you just Anyways. broke the internet. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying. Uh, okay, hang on, Bob. Bob, it's getting close to 12, and I made a promise to your fans to ask you some questions. All right, ask me a couple of questions. I, I do have to leave in like seven minutes. I know, I know. I, I, I can hang out all day with you guys for sure. Oh my God, dude. Okay, I got to get over that. Holy shit. All right. Okay. Um, all right, all right. Here we go, Bob. Um, Ted Bronstein asks, breakfast, bacon or sausage? Definitely sausage. But patties. Patties. I'm not, I'm not li fuck links. Patties, yes. Links, links and bacon, that's a kind of a toss-up. But if you're going to put a, a, a patty, I agree. done. Game over. 100. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. First place is definitely patty and then interchangeable second and third place. I do love bacon though. Yeah, great answer. Um, I do dessert. like bacon. When you get a good good bacon, it's hard to beat that. Uh, quick shout out here. I'll t perfect way to cook bacon in the oven. There you go. Yes, always. Uh, dessert, chocolate. But, what, what? Is there a but? Well, I did get one of those. I got one of those bacon presses. How did that I work? A, I have a skillet and bacon press. It's like a... yeah. No, like no, a, I know what it is. A, a, it's a steel thing that you put on the yeah. bacon, and then it keeps uh, it flat, so it doesn't. Here's well, the problem why you with the cook bacon it in the oven. It here's stays the flat. With the baker, here's the problem with the bacon press that I got. My, I got meaty hands. These are big man hands. They're extra large on gloves. Okay. Those bacon presses Showing are made for like elves or something. <laughs> so when you when you grab it, you're basically both sides of your hands are touching red hot metal <laughs> like it's i used it one time and it was like the fucking scene from kung fu it was like Shh. i was like oh <laughs> fuck me i never used it again you need like a oh, special shit. thing just to anyways all right so, so what was the other the oven uh we use got many more we got many more <laughs> okay dessert chocolate or vanilla vanilla weird aussie animals Num, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Numbat or Numbat or koala. I mean, I love koala bears, right? They're so I don't know what a numbat is. I don't know. So I, I don't agree. know what the other thing is, but it sounds yeah. like a bat of some kind. <laughs> Fuck bats, man! Bats are rats. Bats are right? rats. <laughs> bats are scary fucking flying rats. Fuck! I Fuck couldn't agree more. Bats, dude. Absolutely, I definitely could not agree more. Dude, can um, you imagine? You look up. And there's a bat in your fucking room? Jesus Christ. Uh, but you look up and there's a koala. Also scary as fuck. That would be scary. What's that? Bats are actually really cute. They look like little raccoon anteaters. Bats? Numbat. Not the numbat. Oh, saying. a numbat. Oh, you looked it up? Yeah, I had to. Interesting. 
I'm oh, not a it's... fan of anteaters. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's fuck like a, anteaters, it's like a dude. Squirrel, ante- it's it's kind of cute. Okay, cute little squirrel. I'm going to stick. I'm, I, 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 I'm kind of getting a picture of what it is, but if, even if it's, I love squirrels are cute, but if I could look out of my, Oh, here's the thing. If I could look out of my window and, and there were some fucking koalas in my tree or whatever the numbat is, I'm going to take koala bear any day of the week. Like if I could look out and see a koala bear, Jesus Christ, dude, I would like, Oh, I guess my life's perfect now. Right. right. I, 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 I kind of agree to get out there. Yeah, if I could have koala bears, but without those giant Aussie spiders, oh, there you Bro, go. Absolutely, that's. And don't they have like Australia's they have all kinds place. of problems that they're like toads with overrun. Everything's with frogs massive. Or something. Yeah, everything is. Ma- I mean, they got kangaroos for Christ's sakes. I should yeah, just like show you right rampant, there. Rampant wild pig population out there. Who it's knows like, what's going on? Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, next question. Uh, Jared Linman, Linham, sorry, Jared, if I'm saying that wrong. Um, we have been hearing for a few years that Lonely Land would be coming out on vinyl. Is that still going to happen? It might. It, I got that no question concrete, a lot. Concrete plans for it, but I would like that to happen. I did finally get all the original uh, Pro Tool sessions for that album, so um, it might. It might. Oh hell but yeah! That's... There's no. People are going to be happy plans, to hear that. Yeah. All right. Every time Patrick has told me that he was interviewing you, I told him to ask that question. Yes. Dave um, loves that album, Lonely Land. One of my he wants all, it on vinyl. For me, it's Thank like, you. I don't know where it is, Bob. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> how did <laughs> Stacy try, Sutton... try that? Try that next time you do your uh, type five at the fucking open mic. <laughs> I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll do way better than it did right now. Uh, I'm still thinking about your mom on Zoom. All right. We, my gra- I think I said grandma. Or did I say mom? Oh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Does that really, Matt, change it? Like- well, my grandma's dead, but my mom's still alive. All right. Stacy Sutton asks, how did Bob meet Justin Barker, and how did they develop the idea for the graphic novel? Yeah, we never got to talk about the graphic novel. I really wanted to talk about that. So he did a post on Instagram and he used one of my songs and I reached out to him. I said, Hey, I really like this. He did like an animation. Uh, and then he said, Oh, I'm a huge fan. And then, so I just followed him on Instagram. And then about three weeks later, he posted some cartoon thing that he had illustrated uh, from a story from his brother. And I was like, Oh, that I love that art. That would be perfect for FAYM. And I'd been looking for an artist to, to illustrate the, graphic novel and so we struck up a friendship and then um i hired him to do it and took about two years and it's finally coming out in march oh yeah uh michelle bonnet yeah this is this is the cover actually right here oh oh dude hell yeah it's pretty pretty dope fuck yeah that's dope um stacy sutton asks how did Bob meet, wait, sorry, Michelle Bonnet asks, why does he never play 2002 live? I must have been to hundreds of shows over the years and never heard him play it, yet it's my favorite track off the album. Reserved a front row table at the Saxon this Monday, January 30th for my 40th birthday, and if he played it, I would be elated. Uh, yeah, I will, I'll add it to the list, and we'll, we'll play it this week. 
the hell? There you go, Michelle. Well, you just made uh, someone super happy. Write myself a little note. Otherwise, I'll forget. Play 2002 Monday. Bam. That's all it takes sometimes. See? Most it. of the times, I'd be like, good luck, but. <laughs> um, this is a good question. Here we go. Fans of Bob Schneider. Um, world exploded into love sounds like the kind of existential worldview shifting thing that happens when you're on the kind of substances that give you existential shifts in your worldview. Haha. <laughs> Did his psychedelic experiences shape that song in any way? I think I already said this on, on, uh, you know, I used to have this audio that would go along with the record and I think I explained it, but when I first wrote world exploded into love, it was another song and it was about like tripping on mushrooms or something and the song was kind of a throwaway but i liked that line the world exploded into love and then so i'm like oh, i should write a song with that line in it and then i wrote that other song which happened right after i got sober and i had to like figure out a higher power and so they just kind of came together at the same time i was like oh yeah this whole idea that maybe i don't know what anything is and maybe something's responsible for this experience I'm having that I just don't know what it is that I could believe in something that I don't know about. That's cool. And yeah. it could give me like some strength and some hope. Yeah, I'm down. And so that song came together with that old lyric in a really beautiful way. I do love that. Um, that title and that, that line as a whole, it, it is great. Um, she also asked Madeline or Madeline. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Um, the beginning setup music is so easy to miss unless you've got it really loud. She's asking if there's a word for music like that. I'm not sure what that fade means. Fade in, I think is what it's called. <laughs> it's called fading in. It's a technical term. Don't worry about it. Not a lot of people know about it. Super high level stuff. Oh God. Um, okay. Uh, just a few more, Bob. I know you got to go. Um, Travis Wilkinson might be kind of dumb, but curious who his favorite composer is. I'm a hardcore Zappa fan. I've been listening to a lot of his orchestral stuff. It's got me into Edgar Varese. I'm not sure if that's how you say it. V-A-R-E-S-E. -E. Uh, I like Gary Newman. If I was going to pick somebody, he orchestrates all the stuff for his songs, which are great. And then he does a lot of movie scores as well um okay there's like six more about just fire them off um wait did i song? say gary newman randy newman you you did say gary i think i said gary newman but it's yeah. randy newman randy yeah. newman okay yeah i know randy newman i mean i know of randy newman um what song off lonely land do you still enjoy playing if any uh i like all the songs on that record there's only madeline is the only song I'm, Madeline and maybe better are the ones I play the least, but I would play every song in that album still to this day, which is not the case on most albums. There's always a few songs where you're like, I'll never play that again. Like I kind of liked it when it came out, but I realized six months later, it's not that great of a song. And Lonely Land is one of those records for me that stands kind of the test of time in terms of the songwriting. It's all pretty oh, good. Dude. 
is so good but i listened to finally listen to the whole lonely lane album to prepare for this interview like i hadn't listened to the whole album. like holy shit i love better i love the bass line at the beginning um douglas vaughn asked will he be touring with full time with full band anytime soon no probably not not until i i have to get i have to be able to get more people to come out to see me right now Outside of Texas, I just tour solo because I don't get enough numbers to make it viable for me to take the band. I used to take the band back in the day because I was like, well, if I don't take the band, people won't see that. And then I'll fade into obscurity and I would lose money. I would just go out on the road, have to pay take to play. Hit. Yeah, yeah. And then, but nowadays, if you want to see the band, you can just go online and watch YouTube videos of the band or whatever. And so I just, and yeah, I just can't do it for the most part. So if you want to see the band, you got to come to Texas, basically. There you go. I enjoy your single, like your solo performance. Like I, you hold the stage on your own. I don't think you really need a band. Um, what do you love most about being a father? And then I have one uh, last question. That's it. Uh, I mean, just the obvious, just, you know, having... I have two kids. So now I have two people that are more important than me in the world. And so you get a, just a, you get the relief of having two people to care for besides yourself. Cause all of my problems are me worrying about, Oh, am I going to get what I need to be okay? Am I going to lose what I have and not be okay? And when you're thinking about somebody else and making sure that they're okay, it relieves you from the burden of your own, you know, self, whatever that is, obsession where you're, you know, that worry. So, so yeah, that's the best part about being a father is you have something more important than you to think about. Great answer. D uh, that was Joshua Bone who asked that. Um, last question, David Cop, will you play a show in? Canada. Yeah, I hope so. I love that'd it up sick. there. Yeah, that'd be sick. Where would you play? I was just up in I was just Canada? up in Halifax last year. Um which I'd played I played there like 10 years ago when I was with opening up for the Dixie Chicks. Those are the nicest people in the world. They're also a little passive aggressive, but they are so nice. Really? Yeah. I would have never guessed that. No, but That's they're they're great. They're so nice. Everybody's polite and kind. But then they're also at the same time they're like they're also just they're they're we I don't know. It's hard to describe. There's a they're, they're great passive aggressive life. I think Canadians. There, I love I love Canada. I love Canadian women. They're cool. They, they're, I like their culture about just the, the women in Canada can be like, you can be really hot and smart and be smart in Canada. States, if you're smart, you have to pretend to be dumb if you're a woman here. Not always. And of sure. course, there are exceptions. But for the most part, women, maybe it's, I guess, to attract men or something, they pretend to be dumber than they are. And in Canada, I don't think that's the, in Canada, they can kind of celebrate how smart they are, which is great. 
That's awesome. I never thought about that. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all the questions, Bob. I know you got to go here. Well, it was so. fun as always chatting. Yeah, Thank you so uh, much, Bob. Anytime. Let's do it again awesome. soon. Let's do I it, man. I, Absolutely. I, I was searching for, uh, I went to an AI art generator during this and was start, just did a few drowns of Bob Schneider doing a podcast with two idiots. And Let's see what you got. Share your screen. Results are amazing. Wow. What does it say? Basically, just what, what happened. It says, let me, uh, hang on. I'm going to share this. I will say when you do Bob Schneider in AI. Oh my God. What in the fuck? <laughs> Holy it, it will, shit! It, it always, ah! it always, it always <laughs> has a guy. It always has a guy with a beard. Yeah, and totally. and and that kind of hair. <laughs> it doesn't. Bob, that's you. That's, that's kind. That's. It looks like I, you and Nick Offerman put together. It's definitely Nick Offerman's face, right? But it it gets the beard usually. Now that's you used a different art style there. Yeah. What's that? Whoa. And this I is just, Manja. I just put it in and hit go. I changed the styles, but yeah, uh, you changed the styles and stuff. See, oh, that looks shit. that looks like a combination of me and uh, this British like, actor who I name I can't think of. It kind of looks like Robert Downey Jr. I see a little in Ricky the eyes in there somewhere. Gervais, guy, I could see a little Ricky. It's Gervais. the guy that did that Frost Nixon movie. Oh. Okay. I can't think of his name. Love that guy. I, I know exactly which actor you're talking about. But uh, wow. always, always that this hair and and uh, and those and and a beard. They always get that. Yeah, the first one is definitely what the fuck. That Jesus. looks like the dude who plays Gollum in. That uh, looks really British. Order the that, that face. That, that, that yeah. Oh my God! Look at this guy. The next America's Got Talent. I don't know yeah. who's hoping. But again, always that hair and always the beard with a little bit of gray in the chin. That looks like you and me. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! This is that is, dude. That's creepy. I don't like this. Yeah, it gets it gets worse. It, it kind of it's uh, it's pretty crazy though how it puts these images together. I think I, I'm fascinated. It's insane. By it. It's and insane. if you and really, it's like it's again, it's like anything. Like I'll do it, and then I'll start putting in like different artists and stuff, and kind of trying to narrow it to get to what I the image I want to see. And like I'm telling you, if you look at my phone, there's literally thousands of these images from AI. Uh, I, I kind of just do it obsessively. Oh, Anyways, if you want to check out that. some of them, you can go to Yard Dog and you'll see uh, some of these paintings that I did from this AI source material. Hell yeah. All right, I got to go. Hey, thanks. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, it was, Bob. It was, it was of course, fun, man. as always. Awesome. Be good, Bob. Thanks again. Hope you feel better. Great meeting you, Bob. All right, take care. Later. You've been listening to the Lone Star Plate podcast with your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. For more info, go to lonestarplate.show.